What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blue Screen News. I mean, really, this is just going flat out terribly for Ukraine. If uh, I mean, literally, heart goes out to everybody in Ukraine. It's flat out awful stuff I'm hearing about. And the reality of it is, Ukraine is basically stuck in this hell. They have really no option to even escape from it. They're getting attacked by Putin from Belarus, which is to the north, by Russia, which is to the east and by the Kremlin, which is to the south. So they're literally getting attacked from all three cardinal directions Russia could probably possibly even attack from. They're also getting attacked by the air. They're getting attacked by the sea to a certain extent. They're getting attacked by the land. And they're also starting to now push a pretty heavy attack on Kiev. Kiev's the capital. Once your capital's taken over, conquered, you really have no... What are you even doing there at that point? Your capital's just been taken over. Imagine somebody coming into the United States, going right to Washington, D.C., taking over D.C., and then occupying D.C. for however long. It, literally, even a one-day occupation of D.C. is probably enough to have considered taken over. But it, the reality of it is Russia is definitely not planning to take over Kiev and then immediately hand it back. This is not a game of capture flag. Russia is not trying to capture Kiev, take it back to home base, and then just the flag's just going to reappear in Kiev. It's literally they're going to try and capture Kiev, hold down Kiev, and then probably start moving more troops to Kiev, start bolstering it, start then from there, maybe even branching out. And then from Kiev, maybe even sending attacks to the rest of Ukraine, swiping through, go ahead and obtaining all of Ukraine, or maybe from Kiev, go ahead and attacking maybe Belarus's capital. I mean, the importance of holding down the capital is could not be stressed enough. Okay, that's number one. Secondly, Ukraine is still not part of NATO, so places are sending troops. Were places are trying to help out, but it's almost at the point where this whole thing just needs to go ahead and be squashed. It just needs to go ahead and be. It needs to almost be an ass kicking of Vladimir Putin. It needs. To, be a flat out display that this type of going in and just trying to take over things cannot be accepted at all. Um, that's basically what needs to probably happen here. Um, that's, that's, that, that, I guess, is the second reality. Third reality we're sitting here. Ukraine is also, keep in mind, the COVID is still a thing there. They're, they still are paranoid about it. I was watching some stuff on the news about some families in Ukraine haven't eaten dinner together in like two years. I'm sitting there. What? I'm sitting there. Okay. I'm sitting there. That's uh, that's an unimaginably bad situation. Dot dot dot. And now Russia's also starting to uh, perform cyber attacks on them. I mean, imagine uh, it, it is uh, the heart goes out to Ukrainian people when they do get media and when they do get news. It is probably stuff that's terrifying. It is probably missiles getting launched close to their city it is probably uh, people that they've interacted with maybe at a grocery store before being shown on the news with bandages all over them i mean I, I literally have no idea what these people are going through i've never went through anything even remotely similar to what they're going through but the reality of it is it's an awful spot to be in i really see no indents I, i'm just I, I guess i'm blown away and also confused by the lack of the news covers it a lot. There's no, there's no doubt the news covers it a lot. It, it, does the average American at this point care about what's going on in Ukraine? Probably not. They might care about it enough to like an Instagram post. They might care about it enough to 
post an Instagram story about it. That's that's great. Uh, that raises awareness. That brings attention to it. But it doesn't do anything about it. And the reality of it is maybe what I'm doing is also doing nothing about it. Maybe what I'm doing is the equivalent of basically posting an Instagram story or posting or like an image, you know, trying to show support for Ukraine. Maybe that, maybe I'm doing the equivalent of it, but the reality of it is, uh, the reality of it is this entire situation, we almost already know the outcome of the situation. We already almost know how this entire thing is going to play itself out. It's in the book of Ezekiel. It's in Ezekiel 38. It's in Ezekiel 39. If Ezekiel of 38 and 39, which is in the Holy Bible, which has basically never been wrong before. You even if you, never been wrong before, as far as uh, being an accurate guide to salvation, as far as prophecy goes, not nailing prophecy, announcing prophecy, prophecy being fulfilled. There will not be a single prophecy in the Bible that is not fulfilled before this entire thing is said and done. So once you're thinking about that, you're then reading Ezekiel 38, 39. You're then starting to hear about Vladimir. You're then starting to hear about God. Magog and a bunch of other lands and how they're going to eventually land, launch an attack on Israel, okay? Gog is Vladimir Putin. Magog, which is who Gog leads, is Russia. In the book of Ezekiel 38, chapters 30 and 39, you, if you read those, you very quickly will understand that Vladimir Putin, who is Gog, basically sweeps through all these places beneath Russia and then launches an attack on Israel. Once the attack on Israel is launched, according to the Bible, which again has never been wrong about prophecy, once the attack on Israel is launched, that is when the Lord is going to make himself known to essentially everyone. I think the Bible says, again, the Bible is very complex. You, you quite literally have to study the Bible. You quite literally have to meditate on the word of God to have any chance of understanding it. And quite frankly, if you're reading anything besides the King James version of the Bible, you're almost wasting your time. I'll go ahead and tell you that straight up right now. You can read these other versions. It's like anything you're going to try and do and get good at, okay? If, you, if you're going to try and get good at something you're going to always want the you're you're going to always want there to be some level of difficulty okay if you're if you're going to try and get better at something you want there to be difficulty involved if there's no challenge you're not going to better yourself if you're always taking cupcakes and layups you're not going to better yourself if you read if reading the bible your first time is easy you're doing it wrong. So you go ahead and set the barrier for yourself, basically, to go ahead and set the baseline for yourself. You should just refer to the King James Version of the Bible. You should just baseline should be the King James Version of the Bible. Then once you start reading that and understanding that, then you can branch out. I, literally, I'm telling you, literally, this event that's going on in Russia, also known as Gog and Magog, is in Ezekiel 38, and 39 in the Bible. These events, most Bible prophecy has been fulfilled. There are few Bible prophecies that have not been fulfilled. Once Israel is attacked, which at this point, we'll, we'll at this point even say that might be six or seven months 
I also saw a document coming out. I think it was released yesterday on Twitter by some somebody in Russia that the Russian people are starting to reallocate medical forces because there's going to be a massive amount of casualties. I'm sitting here. Jesus, I'm sitting here quite literally. Are people just going to sit around as uh, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands Ukrainians are getting slain? I mean, I'm sitting here. What 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 number is everybody drawing the line at? Okay, I mean, I think so far around 100, uh, I think news I heard yesterday, I don't know if the new death tolls came out, but I, yesterday the toll was I think 137. That's 137 souls that potentially are perishing in hell if they have not received the gospel of Jesus Christ and accepted him as Lord and Savior. Maybe that sounds foreign to some of you guys that are unfamiliar with the Bible. Maybe that sounds confusing to some people that are not familiar with scripture. But first of all, one of the Ten Commandments is not to murder. So sending in troops and then sending in missiles and sending in bombs and stuff just to take over land. That is the most vain thing you could possibly do. That is quite literally the most vain thing you can possibly do. You're having innocent... 137 deaths already. And then Russia is allocating medical forces for massive casualties. I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I don't understand. I, I, I don't know when we're drawing the line on all this stuff. I have no idea what, what death toll number is going to really wake people up. I mean, literally, I, I have no clue. I've been yelling about this basically since, what, November, December? I mean, seriously, I've been yelling about this for about three months now. Getting ready to go on month four about me just screaming about this at basically the top of my lungs. I mean, quite literally, the next thing for me to do is go stand on top of a building and just start screaming about this. I mean, people need to wake up to this. I don't know. And look, I think it will happen when this massive medical event happens i mean i think it'll have to be some borderline horrific number to actually have these americans wake up to the horror that is potentially going to start plaguing everyone very soon i mean like i'm saying you go to bed one night you wake up the next morning and the death toll has risen by fifty thousand. Is that waking you up? Is a 50,000 increase in Ukrainian deaths over one night, is that waking you up? Is that what it will take? Is it 5,000? 5,000 almost seems, it doesn't seem like that would wake anybody up. It quite literally seems like it would have to be about, it would have to be a a 50,000 is a massive number. You look at some of the recent, ah, you can lose about, Jesus. this mass, this massive medical casualty is what is absolutely horrifying. And we got to realize this. Russia uh, still has nuclear weapons, okay? We, when you take over a, a land, let's just go ahead and say Russia. Let's just go ahead and say Russia takes over Kiev and then just starts occupying all of Ukraine. Well, Russia gets everything Ukraine has. In that scenario, do you not understand that? I, it's very simple. When who who then owns what is in Ukraine besides Russia? 
So that means all the money that is in Russia, Russia's currency, that is owned by that is now owned by Russia. That means all the natural resources that is now owned by Russia. All of their nuclear weapons is now owned by Russia. All of the things that Ukraine owns is owned by Russia. I was even seeing stuff, reading stuff. Russia is trying to carry out most of their attacks without even harming the infrastructure. Well, why are you not trying to harm the infrastructure if you're not trying to put the infrastructure to use? All right, I'm sitting here. Russia's sitting here on nuclear weapons. They're sitting here with a uh, cyber attacks. I'm sitting here. I haven't. uh, When's the last time I'm hearing about the United States launching some cyber attacks? We got all these. We got all these nerds in crypto trying to do uh, trying to we got all these fucking nerds in crypto it's like why don't you put some of those skills into hacking some of russia's stuff i'm like russia wants to go ahead and plague themselves into ukraine software wants to go ahead and start plaguing ukraine's government why don't we get some of these crypto badasses if we're being honest these crypto guys call them nerds these crypto guys also uh, flat out pretty cool guys also have nothing but respect to these guys i'm sitting there these guys are total rebels. These guys are flat out ballers. But I'm sitting here, I'm just sitting around. I'm watching some of these guys walk around in, in mascot costumes while people in Ukraine are dying. I'm sitting here, you guys that code, it's like, well, why, why are people not, I just don't even understand it. I'm hearing about cyber attacks in Russia just totally ruining Ukraine's ability to achieve anything online, basically. And in the United States, I haven't heard about a single cyber attack we've ever launched. Uh, we we have quite literally, I don't want to, again, don't want to sound arrogant here, but the United States is the smartest nation. We quite literally have the smartest people. We just have people out here, instead of trying to do good or counter bad, that just want to think selfishly. And the reality of it is, if one of these crypto coder guys that I'm basically calling out right now to do something. If one of these guys hacks into Russia, this guy's going to become a flat out goat. I mean, you think about that guy that, I don't, I don't know what the guy's name from WikiLeaks. You think about that WikiLeaks guy. Yeah, he's wanted. Yeah, he's, yeah, people want to kill this guy basically, but that guy is borderline at fear. I'm sitting there, that guy, you don't want that guy as your enemy. And that's, that's around it, but you don't want that guy's around it. So you, I'm sitting there. One of these crypto guys just changes their motive, motive basically from trying to do whatever and you know make new NFTs, whatever, literally whatever that takes excellent coding skill. Wants to just take a job at Google being a programmer. It's like, ah, come on, do better than that. Hack into Russia and start causing some mayhem over there. It's like. I mean, I have confidence that eventually this will happen. Uh, I have confidence that eventually people will wake up and we'll get tired of it. And then I have confidence that eventually everybody will start doing, kind of moving in the right direction as far as uh, maybe how America should be acting. Uh, I don't know if it should be acting, but this stuff of... And this stuff of Russia basically just as a one unit, basically just uh, over a course of time, planning out a situation, carrying out the situation with precision. So far, it looks like it's totally paid off, da-da-da, the way they want it to. 
not the way I want it to, not the way anybody should want it to. It's just a bunch of deaths in Ukraine that are sometimes innocent people. And it's also developing what is becoming a monster in Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, when he only has Russia, is a pretty intimidating figure. Okay, well, what if he what if he goes ahead and just does this real quick? What if Vladimir Putin goes ahead, takes Ukraine, takes Poland, sweeps back around Belarus, and then goes back to his own country of Russia? I'm sitting here. You look at a map. Tell me what's what. what tell me what about that is foreign to you guys? I'm sitting here. Anybody knows anything about Europe? No disrespect to anybody in Europe. Again, this is I'm not trying to disrespect anybody on this podcast. Believe anything I say to a certain extent, I'll make it very clear when I have a problem with somebody. And there are some people I have problems with, and uh, the crypto guys that don't do anything or refuse to do anything, I border have a problem with them. Putin at this point, I flat out have a problem with. I mean, the, these guys, I'll make it very clear when I have a problem with somebody. I'll never, I'll never dice around when I have a problem with somebody. The reality of it is, the reality of it is Putin could quite literally take over Kiev, occupy Ukraine. How long does that take? A month? A month if everybody in Russia is moving in one unit. (laughs) Then Putin at that point is sitting on Russia and Ukraine, and he's basically occupied it for a month. Think about, think about, think about, the difference a month makes in situations like this where he's sweeping through places. Think about, think about how quickly that you were hearing those reports about maybe, I don't even know at this point, six, seven months ago about ISIS sweeping through their government, taking it. I, I, I think ISIS is still in control. I think they still have a radical state in control. I'm sitting there. That was pretty easy. I think they quite literally did that in Three, three days, maybe a week. I, I, I don't know the exact length of time it took for them to achieve that, but it didn't take an eternity. I'm sitting here. Putin's trying to do something a little bit more massive instead of just within his nation trying to overtake a government. He is trying to enter an independent state and conquer it. And so it's a little bit different. It's going to take more time. But with the precision I'm seeing from Russia, look, if, you're high, if, if your cyber is hacked, you can't, you can't do a single thing, basically. You can't, you can't achieve anything at this point in this world. You, if your cyber is hacked and you live somewhere like Ukraine, you can't do a single thing, basically, in this world. Uh, and that is the reality. of it. And again, no disrespect to Ukraine, but the United States... London to a certain extent. These are the commerce hubs. You could probably live in these places without internet and still be fine. Not that you couldn't do that in Ukraine, but a lot of, a lot of, uh, just a lot of, uh, a lot of affairs are influenced by more Western Europe. Mostly at this point, influenced by the West. Ukraine is basically the barrier between the West and the East. Again, no disrespect to Ukraine. They're borderline maybe East. They're Eastern Europe. But when I think East, I think China. When I think East, I think India. But I mean, they're Eastern Europe. So even if you lived in the United States, it would be almost impossible to get anything done if you were constantly getting a cyber attack. I mean, think about how think about how when your computer even has one problem being logged in. You have to call an administrator. You have to do all these things. 
to even get back into your computer. How long does that take? Four days, five days. And that's just you making user error on your computer that doesn't have a problem for the most part. I'm just here. Imagine if you basically have a team of dedicated hackers, not even a team at this point, a borderline military unit. Uh, I'm sitting here. Vladimir Putin basically has a military unit of cyber hackers. Call it what you want to call it. I'm calling it that. That is what it is. I'm sitting here. He's got, he's got a military unit of cyber hackers that basically, while he's got people sitting around in tanks, running around in tanks, with the same amount of force, ferocity, and intensity, those guys are sitting around in those tanks and and looking at maps with, this, with the same amount of intensity those guys are doing those activities, these guys are pounding away on a keyboard trying to hack into Ukraine. It's, it's quite simple to matter. And I'll tell you this, the, do, who, who has better coders? United States or Russia? Okay, I'm serious. Who, who has better coders? United States is where Facebook is. United States is where Google is. United States is where all these fabulous tech companies are. I think one of these tech companies, if they just literally shifted their attention for maybe quite literally three months, could almost ruin Russia. I'm sitting here. Russia's hacking Ukraine. It's very effective. I'm sitting here. You just get some of these whiz kids that code extremely well. Just start having them brute force hack their way into Russia's framework and totally, totally sabotage it, basically. I mean, it's almost... It's almost common sense how you fit into this. I'm sitting here, but at what death toll number is everybody else going to wake up to it? I'm sitting here. Uh, quite literally, I know in the Bible what's going to happen. I know in the Bible what's going to happen to a certain extent. But I'm hoping there's an opportunity to, to potentially even uh, save more lives than have already been wasted or will eventually become wasted before anybody does anything about it to save anybody i mean these sanctions on russia what do what do these how do these stop anything in the in the span of a week russia is trying to russia's already made it clear they're going to try and take over ukraine and occupy ukraine i'm sitting there do you not think vladimir putin before he launches a conquest attack is looking at his resources and checking to make sure he's fine. When you go on a when you go on a road trip, do you not pay attention to the amount of gas you have? If you pay attention to the amount of gas you have in the car on, before you go on a road trip, do you not think Putin pays attention to his resources before he goes on a conquest? I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. Come on now. I'm, I'm sitting there. The, these sanctions over Russia's gas, these sanctions over all these things, they borderline only hurt the American people flat out. Flat out, that's the only short-term effect that it even has, if we're being honest. Russia doesn't care short-term whether, uh, Russia doesn't care short-term. It quite literally, not a single sanction matters to Russia in the short-term, not a single one. Short-term might even mean three to six months. I don't know how, I don't know how long of a reserve Putin has, but short-term to medium-term, I can almost guarantee it matters zero. In Putin's desire to get Ukraine, because again, once Putin gets Ukraine, he gets all Ukraine's resources. So if Ukraine has everything in Ukraine, becomes Russia's. If Russia takes it in fully and occupies it fully, that's the, that, that is the way that is the way this works. That is how things go. That is how things went in World War One. That's how things went in World War Two. I don't know if this is World War Three, but even if it's not, that is how that is the reality of how the world works. If you take something over, occupy it, it becomes yours. 
I'm saying Putin is thinking about going into Russia, taking over Ukraine. It will become theirs. All their resources will become Russia's. Makes Russia even care less about the sanctions. Makes the sanctions even less effective. I'm sitting there. And again, Russia has nuclear weapons. Putin's been on record as saying times that he will not be the first to attack with a nuclear weapon, basically. He basically said he's not going to be the first to attack, but as soon as he sees a nuclear weapon coming his way, he's going to launch a nuclear weapon in the other direction. And that, and, and Putin calls himself a Christian and says he doesn't care. Okay. Putin says, Putin says basically, once we launch a weapon the other way, we'll be fine, but the other people won't have a chance to repent. Okay. Inter- interesting take by Vladimir Putin. Inter- interesting, interesting perspective from Vladimir Putin on that. Um, but uh, the reality of it is, the reality of it is, any reality of it is nuclear weapons. Think about this. The United States dropped one, dropped a couple in the 40s on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Only nation that have ever dropped atomic bombs, nuclear weapons, basically. Nowadays, these things are way more lethal. But I'm also saying way more precise, way more dialed in. Russia could easily drop essentially a miniature nuclear weapon on Kiev. I'm saying there are not, again, Russia wants to keep the infrastructure mostly in place, but again, there are not, once you drop a nuclear weapon, you have to deal with radiation, and that just plagues the entire area for, God, I don't even know how long it plays the entire, I I literally don't know, but I know that those places that we dropped, the United States dropped bombs on in the past, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, you almost can't even live there. It's still just so toxic and radiated. And then I'm sitting there. The United States definitely has incredible nuclear weapons, but I'm sitting here. Russia has Chernobyl. I'm sitting here. I don't, I don't, I, I know almost nothing about Chernobyl besides the fact that it terrifies me. Do I need to know more about it than that? Oh, uh, do I need to have studied about Chernobyl to know that it is a, essentially a place of sorcery? Do I do I do I need to study it more than that? And I'm sitting there. They 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 shut down the plant. They did whatever it is. Do we really think over the last thirty years, twenty years, however long at this point, of Putin being essentially czar of Russia? Over those last 20, 30 years, they haven't performed any research at Chernobyl. They haven't studied how to be essentially a further threat when it comes time to warfare. I'm sitting there. These these people, and again, it's always the United States at this point does not care. There's not there's not enough. There isn't much unity. I'm sitting there. These people in Russia, they're sitting around. Their summers are about 40 degrees. Their winters are about negative 20 degrees. I'm sitting there. They basically have. They, they, they're, they're always kind of wanting to get into maybe even warmer temperature. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make a joke of this, but quite literally, I, these guys are, maybe that's some of the reasons Putin wants to win this conquest, wants to kind of get, I don't know. 
look, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to make a joke of this, but this is, it's all very bad. It's all very bad, but I think Ezekiel 38, 39 tells everybody how it's going to go before anything even further happens. I think, uh, I think people in 400 BC knew how this whole event was going to eventually conclude, but maybe not. All right. Thanks guys.